Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. We are now into the third weekend in October, and folks have had a chance to get out there. The deer hunting has been fantastic. There's been a lot of great upland, despite the numbers, as that corn and those soybeans come down. We're starting to see more and more birds. I think things are turning out a little more positive than maybe what the surveys were showing, and I think a lot of folks are having some fun finding some birds out there in the field. So a lot of good times for that. Obviously, the waterfowl migration is moving. We're seeing cranes going through the area. We're seeing ducks. We're seeing geese. Lots of birds on the move. Typical fall. We're really seeing that seasonal shift as things get into motion, especially with things getting cooler, feeling that uh, cold snap coming through. A lot of opportunities are setting up for those folks who want to close out their autumn strong as we go into that deer season, which kicks off in early November. So no shortage of opportunities, folks. I hope you're getting out there and enjoying every bit of it that you possibly can. Now, one of the things that I enjoy most, and I've done it for the past 15, 16 years, is hunting upland game behind a pointing lab. I've had two. My first one was Gunner. He was with me for 15 years, and you've seen many stories, I'm sure, from me, or you've read about them, DakotaEdge.com. You can go back and look in the archives. Uh, uh, Just a fantastic dog to learn behind. I often joke that I didn't train him. He trained me, and that natural pointing instinct that he had was absolutely Absolutely phenomenal and so I learned so so much hunting behind him now my second dog Oli very much the same a hard charging lab a much bigger dog but still got a rock hard point when we get on those pheasants that are holding tight now there's some intricacies and there's some tips and there's some tactics whether you're hunting behind a lab or a drothar or another pointing animal being ready for that shot so we're going to go through that after the break talk about the things that you can key in on when you're hunting behind a pointing dog so stay tuned Welcome back to the show, everyone. We're talking about pointers for those pointing dogs. What are you going to take into the field in your head when that bird is pinned down or held tight and you have that pointing lab or that wire hair or that other dog that you might be working behind or maybe you're hunting with a friend who has a pointing dog? What are the next steps that you're going to take in that moment of truth? When that dog puts the bird up or you walk up and it flushes, how are you going to be set for that? It's a different animal when it comes to it, you know, quite literally. When we're talking about pointing dogs versus flushing dogs. Those flushing dogs are going to push birds out in front of you, setting up that longer shot. But those pointing shots are going to come much, much closer when that bird flushes. It's going to be either really close by or you, you know might be holding just a bit off in the scent, whatever the situation might be. When that pointing dog has a bird on hold, you need to do some things that are going to help you up your odds of converting that shot. And I think the first and most important thing is knowing your dog. And it takes a couple seasons to get to know your dog, what their pointing style is, how they react to scent, how they get birdie, and then, of course, how they lock up. As I talked about before the break, my dog Gunner would cock his left leg and his tail would kind of bend and hold straight. And there would be a little curl at the end. So I knew exactly when he was on a bird. But with Oli, my bigger lab, he obviously is a little bit different. And he just holds completely steady the tail comes straight back there's no difference in how it's held he doesn't cock the leg like gunner did but in that situation knowing how a dog holds point and you know there might be a flicker of a tail if it's a wire hair or it might be some other signal that is given off by the dog knowing when a dog's on point and there's a live bird there in front of them 
is crucial in understanding how the shot is going to set up. And that's the next step. So obviously know that dog. And if you don't know the dog, if you're out hunting with friends or somebody new, you want to ask them. Ask the stupid questions. Ask those questions that are going to help you convert. And then like I always say, there are no stupid questions. You might think they're dumb, but they're not. You want to know everything you can about the dog. What to watch for when it gets birdie, what to watch for when it goes on point, and what some of the signs are that it's about to flush that bird. So know all about your dog. Take some time. Learn with them, obviously. That's half the fun is going through the season. But then again, talk to those folks who you might be hunting with as to what the keys are to their dogs when they flush a bird. Now, after you get to know that dog, it's obvious you want to figure out where am I going to position myself in relation to the point. Now, do I walk up and do I flush the bird myself or do I allow the dog to flush the bird for me? In a situation like that, you need to understand where that bird is going to be, how the dog is going to hold them, and typically how close that bird is to their point. Sometimes if there's a scent pocket or there's birds that have been scenting, my pointing labs will hold 10, 15 feet back from that scent, especially if there's a breeze blowing. So that bird might be a little bit out in front of them. But in that situation, you want to set yourself up for that flush so that you can easily mount the gun and swing it. So the third tip is to visualize the flush. How am I going to adjust when this bird gets up? And God, you know, you're never really ready. It's always an exciting moment. There's some tension, there's that anticipation, and then boom, those wings come up beating hard. You got the color, maybe you got the crowing of the rooster, and there's a lot of excitement. So you need to be prepared in your mind to override that excitement and set yourself up for the shot. So visualize, how is that bird gonna get up? Which direction do you think it's going to flush? And be prepared to adjust if need be. After that, it's preparing for the mount, getting your gun up, getting it ready to swing in the direction of the bird, keeping an eye out as to where the dog is. Again, if you're hunting with someone else's dog, you want to pay attention. If they break point and they pursue the bird, you certainly do not want to be shooting at a flat angle or at a downward angle. You don't want to be risking that dog. So pay attention to where the dog is and get that mount and swing ready to go when you got that blue sky behind the bird. And obviously that comes down to practice, whether you're shooting trap or skeet or sporting clays, you are going to be comfortable with the way your gun mounts, you know, coming up from the hip, straight to the shoulder, cheek down. You're going to feel the same thing you felt all summer long at the trap range, getting that mount, that swing, and that fire down. So one, two, three, mount, see the bird, shoot it. That's what you're going to do. But again, practice makes perfect. You're going to build that swing. It's going to feel automatic if you're spending time at the target range getting ready for hunting. So prepare for that mountain swing. You may be a little bit off balance, but the nice thing about a pointing dog is it allows you to find your footing to get set for that shot, and then you can get that mount up. Finally, when it comes down to it, I don't hunt with anything other than an improved cylinder and a modified choke on my primary field gun because I hunt with a pointing dog. I like a more open choke for my first tube and then you know a semi-tighter choke. We got that modified choke in there for maybe a second shot if I need it. So in that situation, know your gun and know your chokes because where that bird flushes, obviously if it's flushing at 5 to 10 yards, it's flushing, flushing close by, you're going to have a better chance if you have that wider pattern. Now, I'm not saying going to skeet or, or going super open, but you definitely want to help get your best pattern out there so that you can take that bird down when it gets up. Obviously, nothing is more disappointing than having that close flush pointed bird and not being able to convert on it. So I like to go with more open chokes when I am hunting behind a pointing animal. It just gives me a better pattern. But again, know that gun, 
and make sure that you have the chokes in to do the job for you in that particular close quarters. Otherwise, you're going to have to let that shot set up. And that's fine, too, as long as you're not riding on that bird, losing sight of where the bird's at, maybe staring at your barrel. You don't want to lose that picture of the bird flushing away or you're holding on it to let it get out further so obviously you don't turn it into hamburger with that full choke. So on those pointing dogs, consider going with a more open choke. That has made a great difference in the success that I have experienced in the field and I think it will make great success for you as well. So when you put it all together, you are hunting behind a different animal when it comes to a pointing dog. And they're no better and they're no worse. They have their own quirks. They have their own methods. They have their own ways of making the hunt a memorable one. So whether you're hunting behind a, a flushing dog or a pointing dog, you're going to find those birds. It's just that a pointing dog is going to set things up differently for you and you're going to have to adjust. So know the dog, know its habits, know its behaviors, and know how it goes on point. Then you're going to have to learn about other folks' dogs when you're hunting with them. So pay attention as you're going out there ask those questions and find out about the dog you're working with when that dog goes on point position yourself get ready get set know how that bird is gonna flush picture it in your head and get ready to take that shot as you visualize the outcome of the scenario finally make sure that you have your mount down make sure you have the basics taken care of this takes practice on your end it's preseason stuff that should be well out of the way throughout the summer and into the fall but again at trap range at a skeet range on a sporting clays course you will have your mount and swing down and be prepared to swing keep it in your head again as part of that visualization of saying hey i'm going to convert on this point so my dog isn't looking funny at me afterwards when i miss so get that stuff set up in your head you should have that automatic mount by now and know that gun. Most importantly, have the chokes, have the equipment, have the idea in your head that everything mechanically is already taken care of. If you're shooting early, if you're shooting with a more open choke, you are going to convert on those birds that are a little bit closer and they're not going to be damaging what I call hamburger shots that you might hit with a full choke and really beat the bird up. If it's not going to be those open chokes, Know in your head that you're going to have to let that bird get out there a little bit more. Let the shot set up. But when you put these five or six things together, when you're hunting behind a pointing lab like I do, or you're hunting behind another pointing breed, it's going to help bring the whole process together. I hope you'll put it together. I hope you'll think about it when you're out in the field, and I hope you'll find more success this weekend and in the weekends to come. A lot of great opportunities remain, folks. Get out there. Pheasants, grouse, only going to get better as those crops come down. If you're hunting behind a pointing dog, if you're hunting behind a flushing dog, or you're just out there having a good time i hope you keep it in mind and if you do you know i'll see you in our outdoors